Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, aka Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture Referee. And this is the God Show. And today we have a guest who are uh, one of my favorite R and B singers of all time. No bullshit. I just this man just he made he made some great music, but it was one in particular that I think helped every man who was confused. Oh, every man who was lost. Every man who didn't know how to express that he wasn't a man yet. <laughs> he made a song that was so poetic. Outside of everything else, outside of like, I don't think he knows how much history I have in the music with Eddie F and all those other stuff. We don't get into all of that. But everybody give it up for Donnell Jones. Shout out to welcome, Donnell for coming welcome, on the show. Welcome. Let's get it. Sure. By the way, Donald, Donald Jones is the first person that has ever been that was... I got a shout out my Uncle Derek. Because <laughs> Uncle Derek called me. He was so excited. Like, Raymond, I got something. I'm like, uh. Let's do it. He's like, okay, man, I got you. He was just so excited. So shout out to my Uncle Derek for setting this up. But uh, let's get to it. Tamara, it's yours. Let's go. All right. So thank you for taking the time out to come sit down with us. So you are a Chicago native, right? Definitely. Yeah, I heard a rumor that you were like um, in a gang and selling some drugs before you got into music. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about your life before you got... Well, what? how many times you got arrested before you realized that um, drugs <laughs> might not be the way to go? Probably about... Uh, about <laughs> no, I did not think you were going to say that. I thought this was like a one time, oh no, I'm out of here. You were really trying to. I mean, I was trying, you know, I had kids. So I was trying to take care of the kids, you know what I'm saying? And, I respect that. You know, Pops is working and out doing his thing. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your father was is a pastor. Well, he became a pastor when I became like I'm gonna just 13. Hold Let's go. You good, you good. Just want to make sure the mic was on your face. About 13 when I, he became a pastor, so. Um, okay, so he transitioned into. He transitioned Okay, into, okay, yeah. okay. But, um. Yeah, he was working a lot, you know what I'm saying? He, I, we didn't see him until the weekend. So me and my brothers, we, we was in the streets, you know, trying to make it. And then, um, so music. Um, you were in high school, what, what, like you were singing to the ladies, and then you yeah. decided, tell me about <laughs> it. What made you say, I'm going to leave the drugs alone, and maybe I might start focusing on music? I never really left the drugs alone. You know? uh, I was already shit. singing. I was singing a lot. <laughs> um, and all, all, all my homeboys in the, in the hood, they knew I was, I was uh, into music. So uh, there were certain things that they didn't involve me in, you know, like kind of like when you're a basketball player oh. and, the, and the guys be like, protect you. Yeah, like, he can do this, but don't let him do that. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it was cool in, in, in that respect. But um, nah, when I got to high school is when I really started to uh, to recognize that I really wanted to sing. Because I, I, I sang Bobby Brown in the, in the lunchroom and the girls went crazy. So I was like, you know what? This is, this is, I think this is what I want to do. What Bobby Brown song you sang? Um, Roni. It's yeah, one of the ones. That's yeah. one of the ones. Rock with you. Rock. That's yeah. one of the ones. Yeah, 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 Shout out to yeah. LA Face, my dogs. They did that. Yeah, so uh the drugs, man. Back to the drugs. Back <laughs> to the drugs. We did the name of the show yeah, Army so. Drugs. <laughs> yeah, Let's so, get it. so what made me quit was, you know, um, I just got locked. I kept getting locked up. You know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> you realized it wasn't for you. I realized it wasn't for me. But but I had met Eddie F, man, and um Shout out to DJ Eddie F. And, yeah, and and I had my last court date, and the judge was like, yo, I, I'll take all this off your record. If you come back and, and, and show me that you got your name on somebody's album, I'll, I'll uh, expunge your whole record. No way. And so I, I worked with Eddie, and I had, got, uh, I had met Usher, and I wrote the song, uh, Think of You. And, uh, and I didn't I, know you and wrote I went, that? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote that, and I, um, I came back, and I showed the judge. That was Usher, and, wasn't it? And they raised my whole record. That yeah. was Usher's kind of like oh, his, his first his hit. Because yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Can You Get With It came out, but it yeah. didn't, it was, he was talking about sex at 13. 
Yeah. And then, <laughs> by the way, shout out to them for having a fr- <laughs> look, seeing the future. Like, we're going to be talking about fucking when you're 13. So, right. when you're 21, ain't nobody going to be questioning how you fuck right. But, yeah, I don't think that. That's one of my favorite Usher records. Yeah, so that, that's how that, that's how the, the drugs. So, hold on. So, Wait, so, you, so, mm-hmm. so you, were, you, you were a singer. Yeah. And did you know you could write? How did you know you could write? Did Eddie have put the thought in your head, try? No, nah, I, I wrote my first song when I was like 11 years old, man. Mm. My mom had bought me a keyboard when I was uh, probably like 10, 11, and, and uh, I taught myself how to play, and I started mm-hmm. writing songs. My uncle, my dad was already in a, in a I had a, was in a musical family. So yeah. my dad, my uncles, my mom, all of them sang anyway. Yeah. And so um, it just came naturally. It just came it naturally. It came naturally. So, what, so did you write the song in the studio with Usher? Did you write it, demo it? Is that how you ended up at LaFace? No, I had wrote another song. Um, well, how I met Eddie, I was right. in a group at the time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? A group called Porsche. And we took a trip to D.C. Yeah. We had a showcase out there, but nobody came to the showcase. <laughs> um, so we decided to go outside and sing for anybody who walked out. So Eddie F. happened to be one of the people that walked out. And uh, he was like, look, don't, sign, don't sing for nobody else. I'm going to sign y'all. Quite naturally, we, we thought he was lying. So um, we just started singing for other people. He walked back over. was like, y'all, no, I'm going to sign y'all. So don't sing for nobody else. So about a month later, he sent us plane tickets in the <clears throat> And we moved down to, uh, to New York. To New York. Got you. Yeah. By the way, Eddie F is very somebody yeah, yeah. somebody important in my career from the start. Wait, I have a question though. So you said that you tried to do a showcase and nobody showed up. In that know. moment of feeling defeat, how do you go from? Because I'd have gave up. I'd have been like, "Fuck this shit. I'm going to do something else." How do you instead turn that into inspiration and motivation? Say, you know what? We're gonna find somebody. What was that conversation like amongst the group? I mean, at, at this point, it was like the last because we had tried in Chicago for so many years to get signed. And that was like the last little thing. So we was like, yo, at this point, let's just go out here and sing for anybody who walks out. Because at, at that, it was the BRE convention. And so um, mm, it was like the black, like Jack the Rapper type thing mm-hmm. back in the days. And uh, um, everybody was there. You know, Heavy D, uh, Puff, Puff, all of them. Like everybody from New York was in D.C. at that time. So we just decided to just walk out and sing for anybody who wanted to listen. Did you know who he was when he came out? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know Eddie F. in the videos and... Well, I did a little research. Yeah, he was he was he was, he was uh, a DJ the DJ for Heavy D, D the Boys mm-hmm. yep. from Mount Vernon. But I mean heavy in the game. I mean like he's been involved in yeah, so many like, careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I didn't know he was involved in your career until I did something with him and he was like when we signed Donnell to LaFace, yeah. we knew Usher he said something like we knew Usher was this person and he said and we wanted to make Donnell Marvin Gaye. Right. So we was like we're going to focus on this how we're going to place him in the market. It, it was it, oh, it was dope. Alexa be wanting to be a co-host on here so bad. She just be like, "Did you she say my name?" Yeah, Alexa be wanting to be down. She she's like a co-host every once in a while. Yeah, but um, where was we at? We got Go a little distracted. <laughs> you were telling us about your relationship with Eddie. That's my brother, man. That's my brother, man. From the from the beginning when we met. Um, again, he signed the group. Uh, Where's everybody else that happened. was in the group with you in the beginning? Where are they now? Um, well, I mean, everybody moved. <laughs> this is how the group broke <laughs> This is how the group broke It's up. some member from that group that's oh, watching this shit saying. Oh, here's how the group broke up. It's somebody from the, You know, it's always right. that one member that's pissed that you made it solo. He probably would have put the group together. No, but all my guys, man, we all good. We still oh, good, that's man. Good. I mean, unfortunately, one of my one of my guys passed away Okay, got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Gregory Tobar, you know, rest in peace, my brother. Um, but but how the group broke up was we was in Eddie's house and they like to play basketball all the time. So oh. so it, a big fight broke out and we <laughs> broke a hole in Eddie's wall. He sent everybody home. 
And so he brought me back because he knew I was a songwriter, and that's how I did the Usher thing. But I started writing songs and, uh, and, and demoing them. He was like, yo, go home and, and write these, do these songs with your group. Um, I think I had made In the Hood and I had made Yearning or something like that on my first album. And when I went home to do it with the group, they was like, man, I ain't, I ain't doing that shit. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do these songs yeah. with you. So I went back and told him. He was like, oh, hey, cool, cool. I'm going to get you a deal yourself. Mm. That's how can that's I, can how I tell you something? I just want to say something. A lot of people watch this. A lot of people see us. And a lot of people think that the hard part about going from nothing to something is the people at the top. Mm -hmm. They think, like, the people that have the money are the people that, you, you know, like, the people that have the opportunities don't want to give it to you. That's what they believe. Right. The hardest part of trying to make it in today's world is trying to bring broke mentality people with you. It's true. You had the mentality to say, shit, I don't care if I got to write songs. He want me to create a dance routine, whatever I got to do to keep myself in the room, I'm going to do it. But then you have other people like, fuck that. But they don't understand that that's part of the game. Yeah, man. Even I, as an artist, yep. it's like you're never going to stop making yep. compromises. And if you think you're going to be successful without making compromises, bro, go home. Man, I slept on couches, man. Bro, I, I, you I have slept to. other people's cribs, man. I mean, whatever it took, I was willing to do it. You know yeah, you have to. I mean, at the end of the day, man, I, I didn't want to go back to Chicago. And I knew, you know, like just being in this environment, I'm right at the door. I'm seeing all these people I see on TV. So just let me stay in this atmosphere. Exactly. Will Smith, as I saying, he said when somebody cut him his first check, he made his mind up that I'm never going to do anything mm -hmm. to fuck up somebody giving me a check. That's real. For That's this real. again. He was like, I don't care. He said it was $1,500. And he was like, I don't care what it is. I am not. I am in. I'm with that. It's, That's winning mentality, That's by the way. I tell everybody. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I always wonder, how do you know who to trust, right? So you said that Eddie kind of told you, like, oh, I'm going to come back and sign you. And you kind of had to just, and you were like, man, I'm going to still perform in front of everybody else and I'm going to see. How do you determine who to trust in the music industry and who to kind of put your career in their hands? You don't know who. You, know, you got to trust God. You don't know who. Mm, and at God. the end of the day, you know, hopefully things will work out. Um, in, in my case, you know, I had all the faith in the world in God and, and, and he put me in a situation with Eddie. So I just trusted everything was going to work out. I never, um, I never thought about anything else but, but making it and, and you know, doing the best I could. How long were you and Eddie together before LaFace comes into play? I would say uh, probably about maybe two years, two and a half years. I got to stop for a second and say something. Because a lot of people that want to be in the music business watch this show. Two and a half years. That's 30 months. Uh, and mind you, in a long career, it doesn't feel that long, nah, right? No. Nah. But in the 24-hour, day-by-day-by-day, mm -hmm. that shit feel yeah, like yeah, it eternity. Feel yeah, feel like, yeah, the does. point is, is that you got to trust and believe in the That's process. Right. And I always tell that to artists. I'm like, like, if you ain't willing to give this six months to a year of your time with no guarantee, every day committed to it, this ain't for you. But for me, I, I, I kind of knew, um, I felt my heart was going to work out. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I, when my mama bought me that keyboard, man, I, I studied, I, I taught myself how to play, and I knew if I, if I could do this for myself, then it's just stick in there. Just keep doing it. Just yeah, keep going back. Sure. Keep, you know, and it'll work out. Yeah, the process, it man. It I, trust, I'm here, I'm here for the same reason. It's like the process. It's, people always want it now. Or I think too much information is also bad. True. I think, I think ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. I think not knowing is what gets us there. True. Because if, if Donnell knew the odds that he was up against... I would have been, yeah. Probably, same yeah. with me. By the way, when I try to be in the yep. music business, if I thought that I wouldn't, if I, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to make it. Mm -hmm. But when you hear like, man, you're one out of a hundred, it's like, shit, I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah. right. You know what I'm trying to say? Yep. But what you learn is, is that the most important thing is not your talent. 
it's the most important thing to be successful when you come from nothing is your attitude. Yep. And That's more important. And your attitude towards life, your yep. attitude towards work, your attitude towards failure, yep. your attitude towards anything. If That's you don't right. have the right attitude, I don't give a fuck how talented you are, how connected you are. It's going to burn out quick. And you got to be willing to sacrifice some things. Yeah, right? but that's the part of the attitude. Yes. Like you got, you got an attitude like I'm willing yeah. to lose everything yep. to get to this, yep. right? But attitude is everything. In the beginning stages of your career, what was the biggest piece of advice that stuck with you? Just having patience. Patience. Having patience. And, and uh, again, man, just, just knowing and believing in myself. You know what I'm saying? Just to know that if I keep going and I keep doing this, I'm going to eventually keep getting better and better at what I do. Mm. So when you start transit, you're getting ready to drop your first album, right? Um, tell me a little bit about the scene, what was going on then? Um, what was your label saying? What were you working on? How much freedom did you have in putting out what you wanted to put out? I had 100% freedom. Mm. You know, um, coming mm. into it, um, again, Eddie trusted me. Uh, you know, I was a songwriter um, and a producer at that time. Uh, his thing was, you know, I'm going to do the up-tempos and you do the ballads. Mm. You know, um, and, and when, um, when I met L.A., I think I had sang, uh, I sang a song called Yearning for him that was on my album. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, dude, just come back with a finished album. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I trust, because he, he already knew that I had did the song for Usher. Yeah. He was like, okay, we got a song he, right he here. And they were looking for some self-contained artists because, you exactly. know, Babyface was doing everything and he was doing everything. So they wanted an artist to come in that could possibly mm. do their own stuff that they didn't have to, like, monitor and hands-on. So Exactly. Um, I had 100%, like, Everything was good for me. Like, I was able to do what I wanted to do. And I, I mm. love that, that fact. Did, so, um, when you're about to release Where I Want to Be, did everybody um, support you in that? Like, did they believe in it? Was it like, this is going to be it? You know what's up was the first one? That was huh? my shit. Uh, well, well the, yeah, you know what's up? Well, actually, Shorty got eyes on me. Yeah, Shorty got eyes on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm skipping on, that, on the timeline. I'm skipping yeah, down the timeline. But, but that particular album, man, um, a lot of people don't know, but LaFace was about to drop me. Why? Drop me? They, Wait, they hold on. about to drop me. You just said you were writing songs, producing. But the thing was my first album, my first album, which was My Heart, because uh, Where I Want to Be is my second album. Mm -hmm. So My Heart, it sold probably about maybe 200,000 records. And then we went into By the, the way today, that's we incredible. Went, right, that's why I, I was like, how <laughs> should then, I feel about that? The old album like, we don't know, we want this motherfucker right. back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> I was on that, that borderline. But what happened was um, uh, we had started on the Where I Want to Be album, and they didn't know how much money we, we were spending. So the, and they didn't know how much work I had got done. So by that time, they was like, well, what are we going to do with Donnell? <laughs> but so what happened was we came in and played all the records that I had. They was like, oh, shit, we got a whole, we got a finished album. Like, yo, let's put the shit out. Mm -hmm. So they were really happy with the project. Um, but it was rough in the, in the beginning. for sure. How did you convince them? Like, well, I guh you let the music kind of speak. Was, yeah, the, the music did it. The music did it. Once they knew that we had an actual project, because they knew we were spending a lot of money. They just didn't hear anything because we kind of had. Held it to ourselves. You know, like, we didn't want nobody to hear what we were working on. And, and the reason why that happens is because he's writing his own record. So L.A. can't oh. send him a babyface record and be like, this is your yeah. single. Mm. Right. So they're not involved as much. Right. You're not used to that, right? No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not even that. Like, this is... This is not L.A. running Def I Jam. to myself. Like, <laughs> right, so it's not, it's but it's baby. also not L.A. running Def Jam where he got 50 artists and he's the boss. This is him running LaFace and Clive hitting him saying, you gave money, what you doing? And him just being like... Labels aren't bad. They just got to make decisions every day. And sometimes them decisions just don't work in your favor. It's just a game. True, true, true. Mm. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I was still into the whole... It's a, it's okay. a, it's a dirty game. It is, it is. It's, but it's beautiful. But it, 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 it's beautiful. When you understand it, 
Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. When you don't, it is the scariest thing you're walking to. One of the things that kind of shocked me was that you said that you didn't know that you were remaking Stevie Wonder's record. So who were your musical influences if Stevie Wonder wasn't like... No, Stevie Wonder was. I just just hadn't heard that particular song. You know, um, my mom had a lot of records, but she didn't play that particular record. I feel so good right now. Because you're right. Because my only confession I was going to say to you was, I didn't want to go on record saying this because I was like, don't judge me. But his version... No. That was the first time I ever, I thought, no. I didn't know that was a CV. I didn't, I never heard it. So I'm his version, I, that it. was how I was introduced to that song. Mm. I don't think I knew Stevie sung it until I heard it in a movie or something. I was like, oh, that's not his. So it was crazy, you know, the, the, the producer, uh, he called me to the studio. He was like, yo, I, I need you to sing this song for me. I'm trying to get my producer real loud. I, I need some work. So do me a favor, come sing this song. So his wife sang it to me and I sang it just like she sang it to me. And, uh, and when, Eddie F and, and LA heard it. it was like, yo, dude, you tripping. Like, this got to go on your album. Exactly. Like, it's got to go on your album. Got and, it. And that's how that's So, when you find out that it is indeed. When I heard both versions, I was like, I was like, but Damn, you killed that's it, though. Crazy. Killed it. You killed it, by it's the way. Crazy. You know, it's hard. It's hard to redo a song, mm-hmm. especially like the way you did it. Cause it's like coverish. It's like, you got to make sure you give it. You give I it. never touched it. Yeah, if I had, had I known it was a Stevie Wonder Once record, again, I would have never touched it. Ignorance is bliss. I try to stress to people, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I would never touch. Sometimes that the worst thing to do is to know some fucking information. Now yeah, you're man. cursed. Yeah, I would never touch that. <laughs> I'm just telling you. No, because that's why I was like, wow, Ray literally just went on a rampage about sometimes if you know what's against you, you're kind of gonna run the other way. Yeah, I would never so that's that. literally for real, for real. a prime example of sometimes not knowing could if be. People knew yeah. how hard it was to make it in the music <laughs> industry. They will rethink. When they their entry into it, mm-hmm. especially when you realize that it's the only industry that's not, it's not regulated. It's like if you it's like if you want to play in the NBA, you can get on the court, you can figure out real fucking quick. I ain't as good as LeBron, mm-hmm. or I ain't as good as this guy. Mm-hmm. It's, music is like you don't know, and not only that, you know who's in the NBA. He yep. works for the NBA. He mm-hmm. works for this team. Music is no regulation. Really different. It's like you don't know if you sign into a snake, if you sign into a good guy, if you sign into a nigga that just fucked up his bag and mm-hmm. now he's look using you. You just never know. never know. All you really got is God. But if yep. you go fucking hard as you can and stay in the process, you got a better chance. I just was telling somebody, I was like, when we did our first publishing deal, I swear to God, I thought that was the last one we was going to ever do. Mm-hmm. My mind was like, they gave us 1.5 million. This is us forever. Right. I didn't know that I was going to be in the game long enough to do three more deals mm-hmm. you just don't yep it's just you see these motherfuckers come and go so it's just a hard game um one of the things i think that helped you kind of be successful was you were very strategic about when you dropped your album and you were like okay we got a lot going on here we got ushers out we got tlc's out you were making sure that you came in in a time where you were able to shine and flourish um how did you make those decisions and what were those conversations like in labels when your discussion rollout back in the days? Well, not back in the days, but when I hated that shit. To be honest with you. Because um, I wanted to put an album out every year. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, you know, like the R. Kelly's and the Ushers, and them, they were able to put out albums every year. Yeah. But that was because they were the priority. You know what I'm saying? And by, and by not being a priority on a, on a label like LaFace, you got to wait to turn. You don't want to come out with TLC, Usher, or Tony Braxton. Then they got Outkast. So you have to wait your turn, and, um, and, and sometimes that may be two or three years, you know what I'm oh. saying, before you're able to get that, that, that spot. And so, you know, um, being on LaFace, but, I'm, I, I, but I love LaFace records. I'm not knocking how they did their business, yeah. 
But for me, it was a little frustrating at times. But, but oh, yeah. all the time, though, it was, it was the right move to make because them three years kind of made people want it even more. Damn. That's that waiting, that no, no, no. I'm just no. saying, that's that trust in the process. I just stress it to artists. It's like, bro, you, this shit ain't in your hands. And they might not have thought he was going to be anything, and then he does, and they're like, we knew it. I always knew. <laughs> that's how it always is. You was going to yeah. be the motherfucking <laughs> man. Like, no, you didn't. But it's cool. You know that's what I'm saying? Always the only is, person man. belief that matters is the person in the, looking in the mirror. That's the only person belief that I mean, I look back, man, I, and I... And I, I, I Look at the people I came up with, man, and, and, and so many didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So many had two or three records, and 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 nothing else came out. So I'm I'm very fortunate, man, and, and appreciative that and God. it worked out. Um, your songs, you always say, are reflective of your real life. Um, how <laughs> she said you? I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm you up, nigga. She set you up. She like, she get you to say yes to here. She come with the. She's good. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, um, being vulnerable and being able to put your real life stories out there has that ever caused any turmoil in your real relationships? Yeah. Tell me it about has. it I mean, a little bit. Like, well, okay, well, where I want to be that that particular record. That was my real life. That's crazy. That was my real I, life, no, I do know? not want to hear about that in a song. Like, no, but for I'm real, not that dating was my a, real a, a life. musician. You're not gonna be putting my whole life on, in my relationship she, out in a song. That so was her. I was with my kids, mom. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is and uh, and we we had four kids together. Okay, not we had um, four kids. Yeah, we had four kids together. And you don't know where um, you want to be. Oh, I would. <laughs> you didn't figure it out before but, the kid. No, but I'm saying though, I, we were together when we were young. Can I, 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 music I, business thing happened. I was about oh, to say, fuck. and then you know, the like comes. women from all over the place all started the women. looking at me. You know what I'm saying? Can, can, can I, and things started to change. And then you know, I wanted to pursue other things. And then of that's it. I, I, as a young as a young man, you know, now. these things happen. You I just want to. I just want to say something. I just want to say something. I just want to say. I just want to say something to his defense that I don't think a woman will ever understand. If you're listening, you have to understand this, Tamira. Ever since you started going through puberty and growing in places, there was a man that wanted you. There was a boy that wanted you. There was a boy that was willing to go in the store and steal candy. There was a boy that was willing to risk it all to get with you. So you don't understand how it is to have options. <laughs> oh, this is real and talk. To randomly get yeah, okay, like, ima- Imagine, okay. imagine you. now the girls that you wanted to look at you are all waiting in line. Baby girl, I love you, but I need to experience I gotta this. See what this. And you like. should give them props for telling the truth. That was a song that made every man say, I could press play and not feel bad for telling you I ain't ready. All right, so what if I didn't have no body my whole life and then I go get my body done now all of a sudden I'm just supposed to because the men are giving me attention now? As a man that has paid for surgery, (laughs) a couple of surgeries in my life, that is the risk you take. No, no, I'm saying as a man that has paid for surgeries in your life, that is a risk that you you take. take. (laughs) When I can take out everybody looking at her. Now that she got surgery, I take out everybody wanting her and you got to be extra nice for that first 12 months. Because you're worried herself. about somebody yeah. taking your thing. Right. Especially if you pay for the surgery. I mean, whatever. If they take it, she wouldn't really yours. Boom. I said that earlier. Oh, Go ahead, Tamir. Right, well, you, by the way, by the way, <laughs> did you, how did you, <laughs> how did you feel about, so women are going to find a way to use you and your great moments against you. So how did you feel about the meme that was going out, the big meme that was going out saying, this nigga went from saying he don't want to be with you to now he's in the window saying, show me what he did. How did you feel? In the window. Like, in the mother bothering me. How did you feel about that? Man, but that that's real life. That makes me laugh every time I see it, man. Cause <laughs> like, and, and, and all honesty, man, the way the video was, was made was totally different than the song. Oh, I was, because, it was. Because, it was because the song was, it, it was really about, I want to, I, I, I want to 
leave before I cheat. So yes. I'm not gonna cheat on you. I'm gonna leave before I cheat. Cheat on you. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was I was already doing it though. I, I know. But <laughs> but but the song was only imagine. totally different. Than At that. least you thought. <laughs> but I, but I, I liked it. Was there. But you know what? On, on the real though, she uh she she felt it. Her family felt it. You know what right. I'm saying? Like that's we had to live through it. Live through um, it. But at the end of the day, we spent that money that we made. I, I was just no. about to say, can I tell you who felt uh, it the most? I mean, can I tell you who uh, felt it the most? The kids. Uh, now they, they life is better. Hey, yuck. look. Yeah, so we, we ended up, and we stayed together at least about five more years after. No. That. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, didn't, it didn't break up the relationship, but it was something that I was actually really going through. Am I the only person watching this? <laughs> I love it. I love five it. years love it. after you, you yeah, gave me four kids. And then going to act, say, you don't know where you want to be. And then I'm going to stay with you for an extra cheating, five. I, but you got to remember, yeah, she, well, mm-hmm. y'all don't know her, but she was out doing her thing, too. So it, was, I, it wasn't like, oh, we shit. That, you know what I'm saying? See, we both, now, now, now we talking. Now we talking. You know we Get your leg back. I'm always on now. So it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a one-way street. We both were having extracurricular activities happening. I know. That's right. You know, so get your leg back. Well, no, that bad. Ray, don't start with me. We are not doing this today. Spend his cash, too. I will bother you on Friday. Spend his cash, too. That's my only rule. If you're going to fuck around. Spend his. Okay. You're right. Me and him should better sit at the table and say, okay, what bills you paying? What bills I'm paying? Listen. I'm agreeing. Because in my mind, it's like, if if we're not going to pay, if we, if I, listen, Tamara, you ever paid a car note before? No. Okay. If you did, (laughs) if you did pay a car note, would you want somebody driving that motherfucker? No, for the sake of them, for the sake of their own benefit, without like, it's not for you. Okay, well, that's how men feel. That's how men feel. Then when you taking care of her, she cheat. You can't be asking me these questions. I'd be like, you no, said I would never want to She said, I told you she was setting you up. She set you up. I, I was. It was a, anyway. So. I'm just saying. So, and I got a question now. How do you women stress? Just tell me the truth. That's woman. I tell feel like everybody stresses. No, no, no. I'm saying no, no, no. Women stress. Like you ever never seen that meme where the girl was like, just, 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 just tell me if you cheated. Just tell me if you cheated. Just tell me if you fucked her. He was like, crazy. and then he was like, all right, I fucked her. Then she <laughs> kicked the chair, and it's. <laughs> do you want the truth, baby, or do you not want the truth? Because he gave the us the truth, right? And not only did he give you the truth, a check came with that truth. What the fuck a more check. do you want? A check. You want the check and the truth right now from the next man you date. You want me to give you a check and tell you the truth right or wrong? Yes. Okay, cool. Sometimes that but check is But some people can't deal with though. the truth. Yeah, see? <laughs> no, you got to know what type of dog you're dealing with. And I tell you that all the time. But, but here's the thing. It's another story I say this day. too. I, I got to ask you this because it was your life. I really tell artists that I want to come up. And this might be controversial. I don't give a fuck. I just believe this. I tell artists on to come up. If you have a girlfriend, she deep down inside doesn't want you to make it. She don't mm. want you to make it because you making it means the competition gets harder for her. True. So deep True. down, she wants you to be happy now. True. She wants you to be happy. She wants the money. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. She you wants the want fucking that. money, but she doesn't want you to be famous. She wants you to be rich, but not rich and famous because if you are rich and famous, she knows what comes with that. True. And that's basically going to be the end of your relationship. It's like doing Make reality you sign a TV. Contract, y'all. It's like doing reality TV. You know, once you do reality TV, it's like shh, right. you, it's you, over. You out there now. Once you turn your chick up and y'all on TV, yeah. sh- nigga, she can go get a celebrity. Yeah, show right show. now. And if quick. it's just you and her, quick. Yep. I'm just saying, especially yeah. in today's culture, these niggas be paying pass around like it's nothing. I don't want nothing and no one else. It's, if it's mine, it's mine. Right. These niggas be like, oh, she went from dating him to him now. I'm like, nigga. 
the fuck is you doing, baby? Go ahead. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Where other places did you draw inspiration from besides <laughs> your relationships to make music? Friends, you know, um, if, if they going through something, you know, mm. um, I made a song called Life Goes On, and that was about uh, a guy being locked up in prison. Mm. And I have uh, one of my stepbrothers was in prison, and um, I just wanted to, to um, write a song, but, but from my perspective, and it was basically about, you know, I know you've been cheating and creeping, but I'm locked up in here. I don't get no letters, mm. no visits. You know, and it was about a relationship being with somebody who was locked up in prison. And, and from his perspective, being locked up and having somebody on the streets that's, that used to be down with me, but now, now she, she's out doing her thing and just totally forgot about me. That's really good that you don't have to go through it to necessarily kind of actually make a song about it. Just got to kind of know a little something. And yeah, yeah. I, I think that, you know, some of the best songs are, are that come, come from the heart and then most of them are, you know, you're around your buddies and y'all might be talking about something. I'm always listening and I'm always trying to, you know, gravitate to something that that's going to spark up some interest in something. Great. I think that um, the reason why you were so, so successful is because you make timeless music. Um, what do you think are the three foundations to making timeless music? You have to know the history of music. Study the greats. Um, I, I wouldn't know nothing if I didn't study the greats. And I'm still learning. I mean, even today, I, I, I don't feel like I, I've learned everything. It's, it's still a learning process. Even with the new stuff that's out right now, I'm, I'm always trying to figure out how can I incorporate what's going on right now with what I did in the past so I can put the two together. Good advice. Um, so what are some songs that <laughs> you wrote? I just want to say, he doesn't know. <laughs> He came into a feminist. She's going, bro, she is going. <laughs> so, she waiting. What the I'm fuck not, were you thinking when you. I'm just letting I'm it go. I'm, nice. I'm here to help you. Let's go. Let's go to bed. Go ahead. I'm usually nice when we have company. Don't do that. Oh, no, but he made some toxic shit and she wants to get it out. <laughs> come on, come no, on. No, I was just going to say, what are some songs that you wrote that we didn't know that you wrote yet? Like, what's some songs out there that you had parts in that people might not necessarily know you had parts in? Um, 702, Get It Together. What? That's um, my shit. Yeah, I wrote get Produce That. Um, I work together. with Jay. You was talking to yourself. He writing songs to himself. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what it was? I'm trying to tell you, bro. She's going to push back. She I mean, yeah, that. that um, Wait, hold on. What's the difference between writing a song for like a female? What's that process? Like, how do you write a song as a male for a female? It's easy. Just, you know, just think about some of the things that I've done. I think about some of the things I that I told you, writing songs to herself. Or just write it from a, you know, some, some, some that I went through and write it from a female's perspective. You know what I'm saying? Just change a couple of things in there and just write it from a, a female's perspective. Have you ever, it's this movie called Walk Hard. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is random. I know I love movies. This movie called Walk Hard. It's like a fake movie. It's about like a fake movie about Johnny Cash. It's a comedy. And it's, it's, it's a, every time him and his wife get into an argument and he says something to you, he's like, hold on, what'd you say? Say that again. And she's like, you are not writing another song based on my fucking words. You are not doing that. He's like, no, stay there. I want to know that line. He turned into his. I'm saying. That's a real shit, That's a real shit, right? The first thing I thought about. That's a real shit. First thing I thought about. By the way, it's a song that he's he's on one of the greatest hip-hop songs of all time. And because the artist died, you probably don't even think about it. Big pun. Big pun. It's yeah. so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Oh, that was wow. a, that was epic. Man. Man, being in the studio. And I was sitting here like, no, I'm gonna think of what it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, yeah, man, that was, that was epic. That was classic. Epic, like, like uh, being in that studio with him and and, and uh, so you was there when y'all did the song together. Yeah, man, we was in the studio, man, popping bottles. It, it, it felt like a club oh, atmosphere. Man, it was oh, exciting, I can't man. Me, the whole crew, Eddie, everybody, man, was it was it's really exciting, man. So when he passed away, it was 
Heartbreaking, man. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being in New York and growing up, and that song, like, that, that was the time. Um, so I know you did a song with Left Eye, but you guys weren't in the studio together. So tell me about the process of making a song with someone and not being in the studio. Does that even affect the authenticity, the authenticity. of the song? Like, No, I mean, because at that time, um, um, we had sent the record to L.A. They loved the record, and they was like, yo, we need to get somebody on this record. Uh, who, who, who? And it was like, yo, Lisa had uh, just burned down Oboe's crib. <laughs> and, um, and, and it Sounds it was, like it was, the perfect no, match. No yeah. Scrubs had just went like crazy. Ten times like, button. yo, boom, the perfect shit is to, let's get Lisa to do it. And they wanted Lisa to you do it because Lisa was on their label. And, right, so that, that's easy. It's like, it's, but it was just the fact that all this chaos was going on. And chaos really sells records, man. Like, people don't understand. But that shit, what happened, what she did was, that, that sent TLC, like, shit through the roof. And so by having her on that record and then having Usher and all those other artists in the video, it just showed that, okay, the face artists, they together. Yeah. You just gave me a crazy-ass so. idea. You need to burn down the house of whoever you're dating right now. <laughs> oh, let me the tell you. you show can't. will go up. I bail you out. I'm standing on record oh, in front of everybody. Say. I'm standing on record Georgia. in front of everybody. Burn the fucking house down. We will get you the lawyers to get you out. And this shit will go up. I can't Just think about ones. it. Think about it. If I burn the house down... I'm the most hated man in America. They hate me. But you do it. You're a fucking hero. <laughs> I got to think crazy. of whose house I could burn down. I'm, don't give me no inspiration. But like, I will say this to y'all. Do not be messing with people's property in Georgia because they will come get you. They arrested me at a day party once for keying somebody's car. So do not Ooh. be messing with people's property Set a car Georgia. on fire. We don't mind. Make okay. sure your friends record it. Remember, oh, I, got, I, ha I could insert the footage of me keying the car in here if y'all need it. But, yeah, oh, yeah, he sent the security tape like... <laughs> I'm coming to get you, but anyway, long story short, yes, um, toxic stuff. Hey, man, that toxic, it, 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 what they say, any publicity is good publicity. So that really uh, propelled their career, and it, it definitely helped me when she jumped on my record. Um, was there anybody that you wish you got to work with back then that you didn't get to work with? Michael Jackson. Oh, hello. Michael Jackson. I mean, what Michael would Jackson that have been like? You got Michael Jackson story? You ever met Mike? Never met him, man. Um, um, I just remember seeing him on, on MTV and they, they was asking him, like, what records you playing? And he, yeah. had, my, he had my Where I Want to Be album. Oh, and, wow. Uh, and, and the car with him. He was like, this is what I'm listening to. Oh, that made me feel incredible. Oh, man. nigga, y'all you know, would have been moving for the and, rest of the day. And um, Janet was like, yo, my brother loves you. Oh, I just what? never got a chance to meet him, though. Yeah. That tone. Oh. Yeah. That tone. You got an ill yeah, tone. It, 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 you got an ill tone, Michael, bro. Without I mean, listening to Michael, I don't think I would have had that tone. You got, is there really? any R&B record from your era that you wish was yours? Yeah, before I let go. Oh, hello. Frankie yeah. Beverly Mays. No, 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 no. No, not, no, I'm sorry. Black Street before I let go. Oh, before I let black, you go. Before oh, I let you go. Yeah. Black Street. Yeah. Black. That record man for me, man, was that was like Dave Hollister. Dave, man, that's my brother, man. Killed it. That record right Love, there. That's I my wish bro that too. was mine. What? I wish that was mine. For real. Damn. Yeah. Teddy you... Riley was a bad motherfucker, man. Ain't he though? We don't give Teddy enough credit. Ain't he though? No, no, we don't. Teddy Riley is the reason why rappers are singing and singers are rapping right now. For real. Motherfucker is the best. Damn. Good. Um, you did some work with Puff, right? He had so how did you meet him? How did you guys get to working with each other? Um, I had uh that was around the time that again when I um right after I met Eddie, um I had wrote a song with Eddie called You Took My Heart for Usher's Project on his first album. And then when he had when Puff heard that, he was like, yo. I'm working on this record. Who was Puff? Like, where was he at in his career at this time? It was it was like right after the Mary album. Okay. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? So he was just uh, just starting on Usher's uh -huh. album. And um, and we had met. He was like, yo, I tried to get everybody to write this record. 
and I can't get nobody to write it because the beat was crazy. That that uh, that um, think of you record, the beat was just crazy, and so nobody could write to it. So I I, I had already had this melody. I tried it on that, and he was they was like, "Yo, let's let's take it, let's go." And then you know, Faith came in and wrote the the, uh, the bridge, and it was it was a record mm-hmm. from there. How do you feed off of people's creative energy um, if you guys are all in the studio together? Like, what's the biggest thing that you look for when working with somebody? Um, I think I give people energy. Mm. I think, you know, mm. I, I think that, I think if we're in a room together, my energy is, is, is so enormous that, you know, we're going to get the best out of, out, of, out of anybody that's in the studio with me. Because, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm open, you know, I'm, I'm very creative when it comes to melodies and, and writing songs. And so we're going we're gonna to get the best. What is the biggest difference between just a singer and a true, like, vocalist? I don't know. I mean, I, question. I, think, I think people that sing in church, man, are really, really great singers, man. Like, they, the people that come from the church, like, they can really, really sing, and they give you that, that heartfelt, that emotional thing. And then you have people like, you know, that, like myself. Like, I'm not a church singer. You know, I, I just sing from the heart. And, uh, um, but it's all about my songwriting and the songs. So I think that's the difference between the two. What's your favorite song you've ever written? You or anybody? And my, I want to know why. I, your, your my favorite, favorite song, song that I've ever written? You've ever written, whether it's for you, an artist, anybody. My favorite song would have to be this song called uh, uh, I Want You To Know. Mm. And the reason why is because um, the way it came to me, I mean, I, I, it just felt like a gift from God, man. It felt like, mm. yo, go. I, I won't say I was hearing voices because I was not. It was just something in my spirit that was telling me, okay, look, sit down to the keyboard and play this and, and, and come up with this. And it, mm. just, it just happened. And it just happened in a way where that I really can't explain, but it just happened. And, and from, what, from there, so I So where was that? that at what point in your career was that? Because I always that say- That was on like, my first album. That was I, in 96. I was about to say, that's why I was yeah. asking. I was about to say, it's usually the moment where you felt like, I got this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. it's almost like you got to, when you're when you coming up, you 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 really reaching for something. You really kind of like, let me see. Like, you'll write a whole bunch of songs mm-hmm. that you like, I know I haven't figured out what to do yet. Like, I know, I don't know the process. I remember, I remember Teron. Teron, um, he wrote 400 songs in a year. And it was all cool, but it was like, he wrote this one song called Music for Love. And I was like, Damn, that might be it. Mm. And that was the first song I sold to Mario on wow. his album. But that was the first one I was like, damn, hold on. Mm-hmm. That might be it right there. That's why I, I, I asked you that. I know that process where you're like, shit. To me, man, I, I, honestly, man, when I'm, when I'm writing, I, I feel like none of it belongs to me. I feel like I'm an antenna, mm. and I just pick up the signal, and it just comes through me. I don't feel like it, it's, it's mine or it belongs to I'm me. I'm going to take that yeah. clip right there, and I'm going to put it on, uh, on loop around the whole building for everybody that work here. <laughs> Some of them be thinking, it's mine. No, it's, it's, not, it's never yours, bro. And you're making it for the world to love and appreciate. Right. It's never yours. Right. It's never about you. It's that's always real. about the experience because you can have something that's about you that you think is incredible, mm-hmm. and the world can hate it. That's true. And then that's you can true. have something that you hate that the world loves. Love, yeah. I promise yeah. you. You're going to perform the one that the world loves no, rather no. than... The, it's just not going to... That's real. It's just not going to work. They're going to be like, motherfucker, we ain't paid to come here you sing mm-hmm. your favorites. Yep. We paid to hear you sing our oh, favorites. Yep. It's just That's the game. Um, what's the biggest way the industry has changed since you came in it? It's changed a lot. Uh, we didn't have the internet. You know, um, I couldn't talk directly to my fans. I remember getting a, a, a big bag of fan mail 
Did y'all really? Real? Right. I, 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 no, I always thought that fan mail was no, like no, some bullshit. Real. I thought that was like no. you know somebody just come in the room with like three thousand envelopes with nah, nothing man. on it and dump it and be like, here's some fan oh, mail. Oh no, we no. was really sending in fan mail. That shit was real. Who the man. fuck you, you do you send it to? They the, have the you have a they have a um. So sometimes when you buy albums, they'll have like where you can send it to, but they have like on the website, it'll tell you where you can send them. This is before the internet. I'm yeah. saying, where the fuck were you sending fan mail? Like, I want to know. It's on the back. It, right, they'll send it to the label. So they send it to the face. So they sent it to Arista. Oh, you know who's the president of the fan club and you send it to them and then they send it. the fuck out of here. The president of the fan I'm club. I'm telling you. It was That's serious. real. That was real. That was real. Did That's, I always thought that was like. Nah, that was real. That was real. So that's changed. Um, um, now I can have a direct connection with my fans, which is uh, incredible. Fan mail is um, a new DM. <laughs> yeah, that is. I like it. Fan mail. Yeah, it's a new fan mail. It is. It is. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's uh, real. Yeah, but so it's much a good way change, to look at it. Right? I mean, you know, just the way you do radio now. Mm. Uh, you know, videos. You know, we used to pay millions of dollars for videos. Now you can get a video done for 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Less than ah. that, probably. You know, less, yeah, less than that. <laughs> a good one, though. A really good one. So, I mean, you know, it, it's everything has changed. Now, you know, back in the days, to, buy a, to have a studio, everybody got a studio now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Everybody got Pro Tools and everything. So... I mean, it's, it's, it's made some, some really good producers and it made some people think they, they're really good producers. I got two questions for you. The first one is, if you were coming up in today's music industry, what would you do to get on? Mm. Knowing what you know now. Man, I'd do the same shit I did then. Just, just man, put my head down, focus, and, 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 and just put my best foot forward. You know what I'm saying? And, but I, I would take advantage of the internet, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would how? say complete... I mean, would you be singing I would just, covers? Would you be like? I would just do. I, I would just keep putting out music, man. Because something, mm. something gonna hit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how much you throw out there. Something gonna stick. I just keep throwing it out there, man. Now here's the real question: How does Donnell Jones, who has contributed to the zeitgeist, to the R&B world, if it's Raptors, your name is in the Raptors, how do you feel about today's state of R&B? Uh. <laughs> I just want listen. I just want you to get it out. I know. I already know you got some thoughts. What, I, what, I, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to disrespect the, of young, course not. the younger generation because I feel like you know it's their time. But can I say and this? They though? should be able to you know. But can I say this though? Do it their way. What you just said to me is the problem with the world. If an OG has something to say, it should never be disrespect. Mm. This, well, I'm, well, just, I'm just saying. Many times like, we we uh, we do disrespect the younger generation by saying something. Let that me ask you a question. Shouldn't. When you was coming up, didn't the generation before you disrespect they did. you? They, that's and, my point, and, and that's why I don't want to be, be what they were. I get it, but mm-hmm. the you thing know? was was that it's still it's like hazing. It's like it's just the right. game. It's like if you did this shit, you should be able to say how to make it better rather than feeling like you're offending people. So like in today's state of R and B, what do you think? How do you feel I don't about like the it? songwriting. I mean, if, if I can be honest, I don't like the songwriting. I think Me. the songwriting could be better. I think, you know, I, th- I think guys should, should uh, be a little bit more vulnerable. Everything mm-hmm. shouldn't be about, about fucking. You know what I'm saying? Everything should mean there's other things in relationships you could talk about besides just that. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many other songs you can come up with and, and other ways you can be creative than just that. You know what I'm saying? Well, or when you well, do write well. about that, there's other clever words and, and wordplay you could do. R. Kelly found 200 yeah, different ways so, to say he want to fuck. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I just feel like the, the songwriter could definitely be better. And then, you know, some of the tracks, a, a lot of the tracks sound the same. And a lot of the artists sound the same. You know, because everybody is, you know, it, it, sometimes it, it, it took years for somebody else to sound like you. Yes. Now it's like, boom, boom, boom. Do like, you think we live in a world where men can be vulnerable and not look that a I certain so. type of way? I think so. I mean, I think men have to be vulnerable in women's eyes. For example, as a man, Wait, go to- no, hit me out. <laughs> By the way, I said something. I said something that's kind of like going crazy right now on the internet. Yeah, that's why. I said that I believe 
the feminist movement has killed the R&B male voice. I said a, yeah. songs I, like I, I, If I, You I, Think I, You're Lonely Now, Wait Until Tonight Girl is considered gaslighting. That's gaslighting. Songs like, uh, if you name anything, like I just talked to Keith Sweat Manager. He called me and we were talking. He was like, I saw the line you said where you said, Mink, I guess they watched what he said. When I said, Keith Sweat has a song, you may be uh, young, young, but you're but ready. You're ready. Right. And I was like, that was bad, but the next line was, you're not a little girl, you're a woman. Like, I'm like, he was like, <laughs> right. we glad you ain't say double, that. Double down He's like, we one. glad you ain't say that, bro, because that would have made it worse. <laughs> right, right. That would have made it worse. But I feel like it's hard for men in today's society to be men. And I just, and it's like women are acting like men now. So, like, if you, like if you pay attention to R&B, SZA is a superstar. Mm -hmm. But if we looking at it holistically, and mind you, this is not a disrespect to anybody. For an artist to sell out arenas, you have to have a plethora of hits. True. Mm -hmm. like the, but now you have SZA selling out arenas. She probably got eight, ten. Mm -hmm. But you got to remember, sell out arena, you have to, it's like verses. You got to have mm -hmm. at least 20. We ain't, because right. you got to have at least an hour and a half, two hour set. Now, SZA has 10 probably huge records, mm -hmm. but she has another 10 she's performing that the audience knows because she's speaking to an audience about, like, I want to kill my ex. Imagine if a man right. made a song, I want to kill my ex. It would be considered abuse. Like, right. he, we need to check this nigga out. He might right. want to go to check. True. I'm just being honest. It's right. like today's mm -hmm. society doesn't allow men to be true men. Right. It's, it's, it's definitely not even. That's, that's for sure. It's not. Where even. I want to be probably, would, probably wouldn't get made today. Where I want to be would be a female song today. A woman saying, yeah. it's hot girl summer. This is not where I want to be. I want to go out and live my life. I, <laughs> I know you pay all the bills. And by the way, but it only, the hook would have been <laughs> pay all them goddamn bills, though, because I ain't paying no right, bills. Right. That is not fair <laughs> to me. Let me go do me. But, Let me go live my life, but, but, but you, you pay yeah, all the bills. Something else. Yeah, something else. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's hard to be a male. And another thing I want to say is that rappers can get away with it. Rappers yeah, are not held accountable the way R&B singers are. This well, I mean, all, no of, all, of, all of male singers now want to be rappers. So it's, that's, that's, that's what makes it different too. Go ahead, Tamira. How? <laughs> How? What? I feel like if anything, R&B male singers should be able to be more vulnerable. How do rappers get to be more vulnerable? They're supposed to be more tougher. If no, you no, 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 no. A rapper can say, bitch walked in the house, slapped her. And it's like, ooh, that was hard. Let mm -hmm. Donnell Joe, okay. bitch walked in the house. And you slapped her. What the fuck? I want to ask you a question that Ray asked the other day, and it was really good. What's the best opening line to a song? A rap record. A rap well, I was going to leave it to anything. I can say whatever, but I'm like. it was. We were talking about Because I think R&B. But I, I got R&B. I got an R&B. If you wish the R&B, if you had to say R&B, what's the open, best opening on R&B? Shit, I don't know. I mean, it, the, the first thing that pops in mind is uh, Jodeci, Sorry I Left You. Sorry I Left You. Left I mean, yeah. I, first I mean, thing, that, that's the first thing that first popped thing in my mind. First thing popped in my head was at 7 o'clock on the dot, I'm in my drop top. Mm. Like first that. thing popped in that's my head was at 7 o'clock. Yeah, JD, okay. a rapper wrote that. I had a Rihanna song with that because, Say know. it. Oh, you look so dumb right now. That is my favorite opening line to a song. <laughs> like, she really ate him up. See what I'm trying to say? Imagine she ate him, ate him up. Imagine you said that. You look so dumb right now. Best opening line to a song. Who the fuck are you talking to? Give me the money. Don't, like Martin said, whatever you do, hold down the wallet. Send me the money. <laughs> and Beyonce, you may be, I may be young, but I'm ready. Wait. On um, Beyonce said that I may be young, oh, but, but I'm, I'm ready. ready. Oh, yeah. Hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hard. 
Somebody else said that first, though, no? No, that, that no. was just Keith no, no, Sweat. Keith Sweat. Oh, Keith Sweat. oh, but she... See the difference? Okay, See the difference? Now. Yeah, when she said it, it's cool. Yeah. I, I think I just made race point for him. I, I like that. Okay, so um, what are the best R&B songs of 2023 thus far? We're six months in. What do you Man, think you, some songs that are... Right now, because I really don't, you know... Not shaking the room. Yeah, I'm not really... I don't really listen to radio like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I can give you... The, last five songs. years, last five years. You know how hard it is to have good R and B right now. Man. You know how, like you talking, you literally gave us. But why is it so hard? When's the last male R and B album that dropped? And have we have a male R and B album that dropped in two thousand twenty three? Think about that. What say it? And when did? Let me and see. Get her. Right, did he? Jacquees, that's my little brother. Jacquees, that's yeah. my little, Jacquees, I mean, I, my little I bro. I got to work on his album. Um, I did a song on him called uh, Twenty Three. He's, he's saving dope. y'all. He's Shoot, man, did y'all? Um, can I just pause for a second? I got. Who the fuck is Jay talking about, Orlando? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like, I man, just know. go to your office, man. Who you said, Orlando? She's who? Just, she's very informative. Orlando, London. And Jay has I, a diverse. I don't disrespect to Orlando, London, by the way. Jay, we know everything. Anybody who don't know Orlando, London is. The nigga is going to get promoted now, but Orlando, London, no, no press is bad press. This is great for you. Yeah. I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I wasn't Googling that. I was Googling something. I was trying to see if I had another R&B. Well, are we talking about... Go to your office. What about the black people? Go to your office. We got business to handle back there. You go handle your business. <laughs> <laughs> but why... So why is... Well... What the fuck are you talking about? Without blaming women... Well, we... I'm, you you, you're not going to blame women. Why is R&B music so hard to put out Jay right elbowed her. Why is it hard to put out? Like, well, why is good R&B music so hard I, to get I don't get think right it's now. hard to put out. I think, uh, you know, people just got to start making good R&B. You know what I mean? Just, just What's missing that. from it? Lyrics. Lyrics, uh, uh, dope music. Um, I, I think everything sounds the same. I, I feel like, you know, there's no musicianship. Mm. It, it, there's, it's one, one way as far as it's just a loop. You know, there's, there's no changes. There's no anything, no, no, no diversity in the music. So I feel like, you know, once you get that, uh, sky's the limit. All right, so you spoke about Jacquees. What is he doing right um, with R&B right now? I just think that he's, uh, he, he, first of all, he can, he can sing. He has a very unique voice. Um, he moves like a rapper. That's <laughs> he, a good one. Like, he sure he, does. He looks like Lil yeah, Wayne, yeah, little brother. Yeah, he, he looks like, he looks he looks like, like a like, rapper. But, 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 and he, he has a, a great personality, and uh, he can sing his ass off. I mean, I, I, I really respect him. And he says some bold shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he mm-hmm. does. I think, you ha- I think R&B singers have to move like, with the boldness of rappers. Mm. And we have to allow that because in the world of rap, there's hard to be seen as R&B singer. Period. Like we don't have R&B singers that can last that long. Think about it. Like we got rappers over the age of 50 right now that relevant as fuck. Like Hove is relevant as fuck. It's because we don't give rap the same uh, uh, hard times as we give R&B music. A rapper can make a terrible song and we'll just be like chalk it up to that shit is bad anyway. R&B mm-hmm. singing, make a terrible song. That shit is going to be everywhere. I mean, well, I, well, I was told nobody remembers the whack ones. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so you just keep putting that shit out into some stick. Exactly. What's the importance of putting out a full body of work? Like, I know, like, you can't just put out. Like, I know 
the reason why you guys had did the song with Left Eyes because you said you guys were missing something. You needed like a club song. Yeah. Um, the do you think people are still putting out full bodies of work now, and why is it important to have diversity in your music? I mean, I, I, every album I've made, I've tried to make it where you can just put it on, let it play. Mm, uh, no skips. I, I think that we uh, um, we need to get back to that. I think that you know, some, sometimes people uh, they're just trying to finish finish the album real quick and mm-hmm. just throwing fillers. I don't believe that. I, I just believe you, you need to just really focus and, and uh, try to make the best project you can make. You know? If you could have done anything differently in your career, what would it have been? Nothing. I, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd take the, the losses, the wins. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me who I am, you know, so I, I wouldn't change anything. If you, are hosting a, if you were hosting a master class on how to be a successful male R&B artist, and you're talking to every R&B artist coming up right now, what are the three things that you're telling them you have to know to be successful? Um, I think I, I said those three things already. You know, you got you got to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to. No, no, no. Past that, I'm okay. talking about technical from the game. Like you actually played the game. Like mm-hmm. I want to be successful. What What do I have to do? Like technically, like is if it's on your voice. I don't know. You could be the. I, but I, this is what I will say. You could be the best singer in the world. You could be the best producer in the world. If you don't know nobody, you ain't going nowhere. That's rule number one. So you have to know people. You got to know people. You got to know people and you got to build relationships. For sure. That's the most important thing. So build relationships. Anything you do, you have to have relationships. Um, And then um, after that, man, you just got to, you know, focus on your craft. And uh, what part of your craft? Like when you say focus on your craft. Singing. You have to practice, man. Practice. So sing all the time. Like sing. You got to sing, man. You got to sing. You got to sing all the time. You got to, if you're a producer, you got to be in that room producing. You know, it's not what you do when people are watching. It's what you do when they're not watching. Mm. How much are you building yourself up when nobody is watching? So, so focus on craft, singing, pen, anything that's gonna make you a better artist. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then getting out there on that show when you when you have a show, man, you want to make sure you I'll, you are perfecting that so people want to come back. And I see only you. ask you that because we spoke, and I that's what I really was trying to get yeah. to. I didn't want to leave gotta, you there. You gotta hit that stage and make there sure. There are artists that. right now who are successful as being artists, but don't know how to perform. Correct. They know how to be studio artists, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to be perform artists. And here you are, however many years later since your first album dropped, and I know you still perform it because I still see footage of you performing everywhere. So it's like, that's, that's the yeah, lifeline you, you, that yeah. keeps you here. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that even when you don't have records, yep. but you can still go out and perform it. And, and, you know, that's, that's what keeps the lights on. Hell yeah. You know? Shout out to the lights. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. People could even be out there and not know how to perform nowadays. Like I think that that's one of the conversations that we have often about artist development being missing. Like it is missing though. Like you could just just because you have like it's just crazy now. Why? Why? Here's the problem. The problem is is that to be a successful artist now, you have to learn how to be in being a social media personality is a huge part of how to be an artist. So it's really unfair. Let's be clear. I'm not making it harder artists, but you literally have to be a content creator, a singer. You have to talk to your audience, own your audience. And I got to go rehearse mm-hmm. for fucking 16 hours a, a week. A and it, bro, it's, it's not fair, but it's what needs to be done if you want to last. But there are artists right now <clears throat> who are making M's yeah. and don't perform. But you got to have a team too, man. You, gotta, you, have, you have to build a great team. I, I would prefer if you got to uh, build a squad while you're young, you know what I'm saying, and bring those people with you like LeBron did. You yep. know what I'm saying? That's the best, the best way to do it. What's the hardest lesson you learned through your musical journey? Uh, the hardest lesson? I'm still learning. You know what I'm, saying? I'm still learning. I'm still going through things. You know? So um, I just appreciate everything for what it's worth. 
Um, That's a real PR answer. No, it's not honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I, 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 I can't, I don't, I, I, all my bad moments or any moment that I've had in my life or, or I appreciate it now because, I mean, without it, I, I wouldn't be who I am. I, I got a question. Give me your top three career moments that you're like, you're going to cherish it at the end of time, whatever it is. Okay, well, well, well the first one is my, my top moment and my worst and my worst at the same time. Okay, what's that? When I won the American Music Award, I didn't, I didn't know I was going to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I didn't have a speech. I didn't have anything. So winning it was incredible. Yeah. But when I got up there, I forgot to thank the person that helped me out the most, which was Eddie F. You know what I'm saying? And that, 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 that broke that my shit heart. That just made me fuck with you even that, more. That, that, that broke dope. my heart. Like, cause, cause, yeah. cause I'm like, damn, man, like, out of all the people I mentioned, he was the one who actually really, really, so that was my greatest and my worst moment. You know what I'm saying? Because I, yeah. I had to look at him afterwards and, yeah. and like, damn, I, yeah. I forget that. And it wasn't a Twitter it, where you could go out to and say, by the nah, way, I forgot yeah. to say, it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was one of the worst moments and the best at the same yeah. time. Another moment was, um, just getting signed, man. Getting Got signed. You. So man. Getting, it's like signed. amazing. Yeah, I think I think I, cr- I cried that day for real, man. Because <laughs> it, it was like so much. I had been through so much trying to get signed, and then when I got the word, it was like, okay, wow. You know what I'm saying? So that that felt good. Um, what's another one? Music. You said musical, right? Yep. No, no, just career. Like, oh, well, well I, I would say career, but having my son, man, was like the, the, your first son. Yeah, well, gotcha. I only got one son. Okay, gotcha. And so having my son was the most incredible thing that ever happened to we me. Know the, we life. know your daughters are going to feel some kind of way. <laughs> oh, they can. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what, what, what birth order was he? He's he the last. He's, he, he, oh, so I got, I got, after I got, him, he was fine. I got six kids. After, okay, and he's he the last. So I was going to keep... Five, five okay. daughters and one son. I am so glad yeah. I'm the only okay. child. Five girls. They all got... The one son is like... One son, You named Donnell? I ain't name him down there. Uh, <laughs> I, I ain't want to do that to him. I want to give him his own identity. Got you. Yeah. Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. Okay, so right now, we've been, the biggest thing on the internet is the current state of R&B, right? If you were to put out music tomorrow that was going to save R&B, what would it sound like? It would sound like what I've been doing. You know, just heartfelt, uh, great songs, um, songs about relationships, makeups, breakups, uh, Great up tempos, man. I feel like nobody dances anymore. Like, mm. Guys, is on, mm. on the I wall. Agree. I mean, like everybody just just sitting down. And I, I want to make records that that feel good, feel good to the to the soul. But you I don't think like it's that. hard to make up tempos in today's world where rap is the up tempo? I don't mm. think so. I think I think what what we need to do is is just just add a rapper like on on the record like we used to do. Exactly. You know that's that's it. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I had a question, but you threw me off. Um, so right now. Who would you want to work with if you could work with any artist? Um, Bryson Teller. Mm, that would be good together. I fuck with Usher all day. Um, Jacquees, you know. Uh, Jacquees. My brothers, Dave and, and, and Carl. Uh, Dave Hollister, yeah. yeah. Um, Mary J. Blige. Um, Summer Walker. Uh they should all be calling you right now. By the way, <laughs> you're an R&B artist. I mean, still I keep right, going right? on still sharp, right? I do, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, they should, um, that, to me, that's what happened to R&B. What happened to R&B was that they got to this place where there was a disconnect where the artists of today, like like Jermaine Dupri said when he was on the show, remember Jermaine Dupri said, he said, I, I wanted to, I wrote my records thinking about my idols. Yep. So when, when Babyface was like that little song you wrote, remember he was kind of like, like disappointed, like, damn, he called my song a little, little song. Mm-hmm. You one of the greatest writers ever. Mm-hmm. I think today's artists, the reason why they're not as great 
is because they don't give a fuck about the generation before them. I don't know if that's a that's generation That's why I appreciate uh, Jacquees, man, because he, he reached out to me, man. He was like, yo, oh. hey, bro, I want to meet yeah. you. I want you to come to the, to the, to the uh, studio, listen to my album, yeah. tell me what you think. Yeah. Oh, I really appreciate him for doing yeah, cause that. Because he cared, cause he do care, that. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so and I, I think a lot of these artists don't care what the generation before them think. And I think the sad part is, is I know why. It's because they're making more money. And it's like, but dog, money doesn't, the more money you make, the more money you spend. Yeah. And here's the part that nobody talks about. The more money you make, the more money you spend, the more money you need. Mm-hmm. Which means, means, yeah, you might have 10 million in the bank now, yeah. but you're going to need that same 10 million <laughs> you're 10 years that. from now. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need that. So you better, like, you better shouldn't have like, how can I last? Right. What can I do to last? Yeah. Really good advice. If you could give advice to the next generation that's coming up, one thing, and not just music wise, just the next generation of you know what I want to do black kids, the next generation I know, of black I, kids. He, that's I think coming he, up. I, I think he said it when he said, "Be where I want to be does not happen if he doesn't tell the truth." Am I right? Yeah. I, my only advice to artists is tell the truth. Be true to yourself. If you broke, be true to yourself. Tell the truth. Yeah. If you scared, tell the truth. Why? Because there are artists out there who are broke. They are not artists. Fuck that. There are people, people. out there who are Everybody, broke. There are yeah. people mm-hmm. out there who are scared. Yep. There are people like whatever you feel is a human emotion. Mm-hmm. And if you put your real emotions in the song, and I think a lot of artists try to give their superhero moment. I also think that that's why women are killing R and B so much because they're not I afraid to say, "I'm pissed." They're not mm-hmm. afraid to say, "I fucked up." And I think male R and B is searching for his way. Yeah, I, I think all the men, man, just want to be you know like, like I said, rappers, man, and cool. And get it. Yeah, and it's not about that, man. It's okay to you know tell the truth, man. If she hurts you, man, it's okay to tell the truth. Ray you know said R and B singers be lying. What he said, rappers tell the truth. <laughs> he said rappers tell the truth, and R and B singers be lying. Hey, do I mean? I mean, no, if, if, I, think R&B R&B singers, I think R and B is more truthful. R and B singers embellish. The, the we gonna be honest. R and B singers start talking poetically. That's what lost. Brian McKnight, my shattered, my shattered dream oh, broke. Like, imagine a nigga saying, I just want one last cry. What the yeah. fuck is you talking about, nigga? Yeah, like, that's right, 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 poetic. Right, that's right, me right, trying to impress right, her. Right, like, that's right. not how you a man. Somebody have you might ever have said, really just give me one? Way. Like, I've said, I ain't where I want to be right now. Right. That's why it works. Right. I've never said, I just need one. Because I, I, you know what? I, I, I Some men might have really felt that way somewhere in the world. And if he said it, you would judge him. If you argue with your boyfriend right now and you say, "What's the last thing you want to say?" and he says, "I just want one last cry." Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get feel, your I bitch like ass out my motherfucking house. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, so I can bring a little baby in here so he can tell me shut the fuck. I'm just telling you. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm, I'm just telling you. Listen, I make music for a living. I make music for a living. I know. How hard it is. I made I made all my money from words. So I know the importance of words. I, I can break down word, words, words. It's important. You and be lying in your music? No, I tell the truth. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, you know, I, I, nah, not 100%. It's a song. R&B. It's not 100% facts. What did the nigga say? It's a song. Nigga said, I'll give you the sun and the moon. Right. <laughs> That's a lie, nigga. You don't have that Go to get give. the sun and the moon right now. You don't have that. It sounds good, though. It sounds it amazing. It sounds good. You don't have the sun and the but moon, bro. But his intention bro. was to really give you the sun and the moon, so it was kind of true. Nigga, let me tell. Let me tell. Let me tell. Let me tell you my intention is to give you the sun and the moon when we living in the project, <laughs> and your friend boyfriend is on because he out there selling dope. You better tell me get your ass out there and sell some dope so you can give me some nice shit. My trip. My trip. My trip. 
Go ahead. That's not the advice I got. Um, what do you think is your superpower? Oh, man, uh, my superpower. Songwriting. I Expression. think songwriting is my, is my mm-hmm. superpower. I think um, uh, being able to um, put words together, you know, wordplay. That is a really good, because a lot of people feel things and they aren't able to express it properly. So to be able to actually get those thoughts out, those emotions on paper and put it with music and in a way that people can digest and relate to. <laughs> I have an honest question. So I got to ask. Go in hindsight, knowing that where I want to be hurt your wife mm-hmm. or your woman at the time, do you still write and put the song out? Yes. Goddamn right. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell, yeah. hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You got damn right. Get hurt, but I bills got to get paid. Yeah, I mean, you got to write from the heart, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people has broken hearts from writing records, but I mean, it's what I'm going through. I, I think what made me put the record out was the fact that I felt if I'm going through this, there's a lot of other people in the world going through it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there you go. Credit check. Uh-oh. So we have this part of the show called Credit Check okay. where I feel like in today's society of giving people flowers is kind of dumb to me. Like... Why would you give me flowers? I don't want no flowers. Give me some credit. I could leverage that. Right. So can you give us three names that you want to just give credit to and why that played a huge part in you becoming who you became? Who you want to give some credit to? Oh, first and foremost, man, Eddie F. Shout out to DJ, DJ Eddie, Eddie F, man. I mean, without him, man, I mean, from, from the time that, that uh, I met him, man, he put me around a lot of great producers, uh, a lot of great writers. And uh, I learned a lot from just being in that environment. Um, not only that, man, he got me signed. Uh, he signed me to his, his, his label. Um, I mean, he's just an incredible person, man. So got to get Eddie F. his flowers, man, from just, just for everything that he's done for other people in the, yes. in the music industry as well. He was an A&R at LaFace, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, he was like a good dude, great person. Uh, who else? Uh, Dave Hall. Dave Hall. Uh, uh, the guy who produced uh, Mary J. Blige's first album. Mm. Um, got a chance to work with him, man, and stay with him. He taught me a lot about the music industry, so I had to give him a big shout-out as well uh, and give him his credit. Uh, who else um, that I learned a lot from? Uh, so many people, man. So many people. First name popping your head. This ain't the award show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no you, pressure. You can tweet later. Man, I forgot to shout-out such and such. You can do that now. Throw them in your leader. I don't know, man. I mean, just ain't all the name in my head, man. Your wife, your ex, for inspiring <laughs> you to write where I want to be with well, my parents. Oh, they for are. having me, man. My parents for having me. <laughs> exactly. Man. You know, for, for, for putting me together, man, and, and, and making me do the right thing. Pursue this music thing. Else. I love that for sure. Yeah. Go ahead, T. You can ask the last question if you want. Oh, you, I just I think it's funny. He skipped right over. He, he said wife. He said no, my parents. I'm not giving her no credit. I don't have a wife. <laughs> the ex- no, well, ex-wife. you got recently well, divorced, right? Yeah, I did. Are By you, the way, you just had a birthday. Happy birthday, right? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, I was yeah, yeah, Happy birthday, yep. Just, just hit the big five, oh, so yeah. I'm oh, okay, five. Oh, like, don't crack good, out here, brother. Good. I'm trying to tell you. I need to get that face skin routine you got going on. Okay. Sorry, I'm getting distracted a little. Do you see his skin over here? Shining. All right, um, so this is the God Show, so I do have to ask you, do you consider yourself a goat or underdog? A goat. Fucking Hello, right. you, better, you better know what Fucking it is. Right. Why do you consider yourself a goat? I'm good Actually, at what, I do. I'm at what, what did I do. you accomplish that made you say, you know what, I'm a goat, I'm at goat status? Um, listen to my music. Hello. 
music speaks music. for That's itself. What I do, you know, from, um, from a kid to Chicago that was supposed to be in jail, yes, yeah. to becoming a successful artist that is still performing still. the music that he made Timeless. in his 20s today, in his 50s. Shit, that's GOAT status. He changed the cards of everybody in his life. Are you playing that. out music still? I am. I'm about to go in um, probably uh, in the next couple months and, and, uh, and make an album. What, I, I feel like it's time. What can we expect? What I want to say, what's the perspective? Like? I want to like, know, the, right, because that he did say he's recently divorced. Well, I, I just so. got, well, I've been through a lot now, so now I got a lot to talk about. I'm saying I just recently got divorced, as we as we uh, just mentioned. So is it so a congratulations dated. or I'm sorry? Because you know some oh, niggas get divorced, they be like congratulations. It's a, it's a combination of all. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is. You know, because at, at the end of the day, the relationship was great. I fucked up. Yeah. And so I want to talk about. It. I want to talk usual. about what I did, Surprise and I want to talk about. You know, I want to. I, I want to know why you fucked up. Because we're men. You know what I'm saying? We. That you know is the only answer. It happens. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm a man. And so, you know, sometimes we make mistakes and, and uh, sometimes you can't get that back. Lack of discipline. I'm you trying know, to so, tell you, the men. Yeah. I'm, but I'm willing to talk about it and share it with the world. I just want to know, know why. I'm going through Because we need to play his music Lack for the people discipline. that we fucking up for. So I can say I'm <laughs> fucked up too. He go, Because it's Donnell Jones is 50. He's still fucking up, baby. They don't get better with age. That's what I keep telling y'all. Babe, we are men at the end of the day. As long as the dick is working, we want to use it. I'm sorry. See, this is what I be saying. I'm just... And I, it's, it's the truth. Am I lying to the, the truth. As long as that motherfucker working, they I want to use it. better with Asia. And it's yeah. more importantly, I can tell you the reason why a lot of men cheat. You want to know? Because it's there. No, it's that's there. not why. Men cheat because it's, it's there. That's not why. The same reason why you got your goddamn hair wearing long and you ain't got it wrapped up <laughs> in the fucking shit. Because you want to show it off. <laughs> you want to show what you can do. That is... <laughs> Sometimes you, want, sometimes you want to show what you can do. Sometimes you just want somebody to see what you can do. Sometimes you, it's like that episode of Martin where he took his ring off. He's just like, I just want to see if I got it. If you, you know, still like, got it, boo. So do you still got it? Are you outside dating? What you doing right now? Shit. I'm dating. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I refuse to get another relationship right now. You know <laughs> Absolutely I'm, not. I'm not, not going to happen. I'm not going to happen. Um, and, and that's because I need some time to figure out where I want to be. Where I want to be. No. No. The nigga no. still want to figure out where he want to no. be. 20 years later, he still don't know where he want to be. We didn't get that on record. We didn't get that on the record. 20 years later. Part two. We still don't know we the fuck where I want to be. Part two. Part two, part two where I want to be. I'm we need that shit where I want to be again. I never say nothing. Here we are. I'm trying to tell you. That's amazing, by the way. By the way, that's the most amazing moment of the guy show ever. I still don't know where I want to be. Just now. We s- okay, anyway, you guys, thank you for coming. Oh, I'm sorry, that shit is amazing. <laughs> when you drop the works. next album, I want you to come back. No, we gotta still, talk about no, it. When you drop the album, sure, brother, sure. we need to do something sure. that is incredible. Yeah. You are a hero to the community. I yes. appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. You are being honest. You still fucking up at 50, man. Hey, man. We fucked I mean, up, life, bro. That's what, hey, that's give us a fucking is, break, bro. Life it never like stops. That. Don't give them a break. Because let me tell you why. If you had your shit together, there's a woman right now that's going to play this interview for her nigga and be like, look <laughs> where you're supposed to be. And you just fucked it up for her. And I appreciate oh, that. Oh, we are men, baby. As long as it's working, we're going to want to show it's working. This is out of control. I just want to say that. This is out of control. But this is the God show. By the way, it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> this is the God show, and we are yes. out. Thank you, guys. Make sure you subscribe. <laughs>
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.